Hear the incredible story of the world's biggest rock band, We Are The Thousand, right here on the Music Universe Podcast. Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm not bad. How about you, brother? I'm good. I'm a little blind. I got more light for the studio. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, it was a beautiful day here in D.C. Uh, staying cool in the apartment because it was like 70, but it felt more like 80. Uh, but there was a nice breeze. How's the weather where you are? Uh, not too bad. Uh, you know, it kind of uh, is strange around here sometimes. Uh, it goes from cold to about two weeks of spring, it seems, and then it jumps to the warm temperature. So it's been in, you know, the 70s, 80s here, upper 70s into the 80s. I mean, the air's on, but uh, on occasion I have to crank it up just to stay uh, stay a little warmer because I don't I don't like it too cold. Well, you know, I... I, one thing I, one of the many things I remember about the miserable year of 2020 is that it took until May for the weather to get really nice. And we've been having nicer weather uh, since, since March. Uh, one week we'll be in the 70s, the next will plummet to the 40s. But I think now we're solidly into spring weather and I'm glad that it's here early. Uh, so yes, have we really run out of things to talk about that we end up talking about the weather? Uh, not really. <laughs> no, because you got a really unique interview. I didn't get the chance to participate in it, but uh, the We Are the Thousands Foo Fighter, is it a tribute band? What is this? I'm still confused. So there was a, a gentleman by the name of Fabio, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I, I can't, um, an Italian fella. He wanted to get the Foo Fighters' attention and try to get them to play their small town in Italy. So he started casting basically musicians to put together uh, a thousand people to play uh, one of their songs. And he did, and it captured the band's attention. And they even went and flew over there and performed like a three hour private concert for them. And um, then the band has grown at this point to like 19,000 musicians, believe it or not. Wow. And all these people that are featured in the film actually um, traveled at their own expense. And it, it's quite interesting. Um, there are 250 drummers, 350 guitars, 250 singers, and 150 basses all gathering in this field in, uh, I, I believe it's Cessna. I don't know if that's how you say it or not, but, uh, and pl played Learn to Fly by the Foo Fighters. And the video, the film captures the making of that and then a little bit beyond that as well. So I had a chance to chat with the director. Her name's Anita Rivioli. And uh, she is living in Italy. So it was like 6 p.m. there and like 9 a.m. where I'm at in California uh, earlier this week. So um, very cool to do that. But I'll say the film, uh, you, can you could only see it as of now at South by Southwest online. It was supposed to premiere last year and we all know what happened there. So they moved it to, um, moved it to this year and uh, I, She'll say towards the end of it where you'll be able to see it next. So without further ado, let's chat with Anita. Anita Rivioli with us on the Music Universe podcast. Anita, thank you for, for joining me. I know you're in Rome right now, correct? Yes. Hi. Hello, buddy. I'm happy to be here speaking with you. And I'm in Rome today. All right. Well, 
So glad to have you. I know that this uh, film, We Are the Thousand, is uh, blowing up the internet. Uh, it was supposed to premiere last year at South by Southwest, and we all know what happened there. It premiered right. this year online, and uh, I've seen it. I reviewed it. It's, it's such a really neat film. Tell us how you became involved in uh, putting this out there. Okay, so I knew Fabio since high school. We are close friends and we are from the same hometown, which is Cesena. Uh, so, I mean, I was involved in, in the process uh, since the very beginning. Uh, at the very first, we wanted to, you know, just do this big, uh, unique event. And I was in charge of shooting uh, the video clip that uh, we we had to put online to convince the Foo Fighters to come and play in our hometown. But, you know, uh, as soon as we start working on this event and this last uh, one year, it was a, a year of working, uh, building up all the everything we needed to, to do this event. I understood that, you know, it was a, just a stunt, just, you know, this massive gig we wanted to do. I, I was interested in the musicians that were applying on our platform that, uh, you know, they wanted to join us. And we had some musicians that uh, drove miles and miles at their own expenses to, mm -hmm. to come and stay with us. I mean, um, I wanted to dig deeper, deeper in this story in understand better and and i start shooting and you know i said guys we need maybe we, we should do a documentary about that but because at the very beginning we didn't have any money there was no sponsor no you know production company attached i started with you know my with uh, with what i have which was a canon 5d so a, a very simple camera and then I you know I mean I start the process in this way and after the first video you know after everything we we got uh, a little bit more con constructed with the production company and I uh, I managed to finish this documentary I I begin as um, self-producer I mean it was uh really neat to see that story come together and to see how all these musicians of a thousand people i mean that had right there had to be hard to direct a thousand musicians i mean obviously they're they're playing they're in their element but what was it like to have that many people under you and to you know really capture this story well, uh, speaking about the video and everything I had to manage to sort a crew, to me, the challenge was basically to, to decide how to put the cameras on this very big field, because the field that uh, 1,000 musicians occupied at that time was larger, like it was yeah, similar as soccer field. So it was a huge place. Mm -hmm. And as I told before, with so many so little money we had we i had to sort out you know a crew in in order to you know shoot uh, the best we can with uh, you know we it was just one day of shooting because it was a live event and and that but also the um, all 
all the thing was very hard to organize pro with, you know, on the production side, on the audio technical side, because we need to amplify a lot of instruments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, the audio team was a very, very big, big team. And I always thank them because they did the, the most difficult job and they did everything because they were, they managed to, you know, amplify, record, and then mix all these instruments that were playing together. So yeah, it was a massive effort. Yeah, it's, uh, and the documentary really shows that story. And uh, it was neat to see um, the maestro up there on the platform. Did you get to, I don't recall if you were up there or not, but did you get to go up there and just kind of have to direct people or was it just kind of him up there taking charge? No, actually, I uh, the music conductor is Marco Sabio, a well-known Italian composer and a friend. After this experience, I mean, he was in charge to you know keep all the orchestra together, and I I was busy uh, on the field, uh, you know, with with the camera operators and managing all that stuff and he was the one in charge who had to take decisions after for example the first rehearsal we had mm -hmm. and it was a total mess and we were really afraid because we we worked a lot for one year and when we saw that the drummers couldn't play in sync that there was a lot of delay we 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 just panicked we freaked out because we were i mean all uh, tired of all, all, all we, we did uh, for a lot of months. And, and it was Marco, actually, the, the music conductor that at that moment was pos positive and kept the orchestra, the orchestra together in, you know, just saying simple stuff like stay focused, let's try it again. And very quietly, calmly, firmly, he, he succeed to, you know, um, get the drummers confident of what they were doing. So after that, I mean, the band started to, 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 to flow. And we, 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 we were able to shoot that video and they, they enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it was a success for everyone because I can say that at the very beginning that morning that day, no one was really confident that <laughs> Uh, we, we could make it actually. You, you see this chain of events leading up to that video and it looked like it was complicated. I mean, you had uh, look like uh, street lights kind of uh, as a click track or something. It, it looked like, plus I guess the drummers had, um, had it going in their ears, is that correct? Yeah, it's correct. We only had money to buy um, headphone for, for the drummers and for all the other musicians, they had to follow the the lights we, we had and it worked, it worked. I mean, uh, <laughs> we didn't know that at that time uh, uh, if it was a good, you know, way to, 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 to keep all the people in sync, but uh, it, it worked. So we, we kept on using it, the, the lights um, after on the second and the third, you know, I mean, the, the following events, because even, even though now any musician as a, a, a track uh, to to follow uh, it's is something that helps you to 
you know, all, also to follow the music, the music conductor. So, I mean. Yeah, and, and I guess there was a lot of uh, technical aspects that the, some of the video likely didn't show. I mean, you had to sync those lights to an audio track, obviously, but you guys were just in this field that really didn't have the, uh, it wasn't equipped with electricity, correct? So you guys had to bring all that in yourself? Yes, we had to. We had to, I mean, um, in the documentary, I explained that for that event, we just collect 40,000 euros, which was a really small amount of money to organize. I mean, and, it, uh, and we had to do, you know, ask to colleagues, and, and, and people who wanted to join. And luckily for us, we, we met amazing people that were professionals that went, you know, for free at the time. Mm -hmm. And they did it because the idea was so crazy. It was a little bizarre. And I mean, I think they, 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 they get con contagious, like they, they get involved because they wanted to see. I I cannot explain actually how such professional people wanted to join us at that very beginning because we were a little bit amateurial at that time. Mm -hmm. But but we try to organize everything at the best we we can. It was incredible to see that kind of camaraderie come together and see you know two hundred fifty drummers, two hundred fifty guitarists, two hundred fifty singers, one hundred fifty bassists just do it you guys do your thing the the audio team do theirs and it's it drew the Foo Fighters I mean how, how did that feel that it actually grabbed their attention they actually showed up they met with you they're in the film and they performed a 17 song set how, how did that how did that feel I mean that that's that was something unpredictable we didn't expect that but we really loved it to that up that happened and for example, Fabio was the most confident among uh, the team because he kept saying, I'm sure that uh, if this video works, Dave Grohl for sure will come. And actually, uh, I mean, uh, they, they came and it, it was amazing meeting them. It was, you know, just um, a, a great satisfaction after all that uh, work. Uh, I mean, and the band was was friendly. They were actually really curious, knowing how we managed uh, all the stuff. Especially Dave Grohl asked a lot of questions about the audio team because he was really, you know, uh, curious and he couldn't imagine how we managed to get all these instruments in the mix and stuff. So yeah, it was. It was great. And I mean, after that, the story just didn't end because we, we thought, okay, that's the end of the story. The Foo Fighters came, they gave the concert, we are happy, end of the story. Mm -hmm. But to me, the magic, the most surprising thing was that these people that they didn't know each other, so they were strangers, mm -hmm. uh, just after that experience, they wanted to play again. They, they, they felt they were part of a community or something, something similar to a community. And they start asking 
Fabio to to just create something else for them. And that's how the largest rock band on earth born was born. Like it was a need of this kind of musician, of these people that maybe they are not professional. They do they don't do this job. They they have a normal life, but they they love playing mm-hmm. and they want to play and maybe they don't have many occasion of doing that so i mean um the project is born uh after a desire a need of these people that they wanted to play in this large bigger big um, composition yeah and and i i know i mentioned that the food fighters played 17 songs actually performed three hours so i know that was quite a bit more oh yeah 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 sorry i I forgot to to talk about the 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 concert in chesena you mean the the the, the private concert they gave yeah yeah it was yeah it was great because i mean chesena is a very small town so we have we have this tiny venue Mm -hmm. that uh guests I can say maybe 2,000 or maybe 2,005, between two and 3,000 people. So it's, you know, a tiny place mm-hmm. and they perform a lot. They, 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 they as you said, they, they sang for three hours. It, it was more like a big party, like a party with, yeah. you know, oh, a yeah. special I- guest. Yeah, they're they're very uh, they're very friendly, and uh, they even brought some of the the we are the thousand uh, the the rockin' uh, one thousand players on stage, which is captured. And then, as you were mentioning before, the the rockin' one thousand band actually performed a year later in Italy. They performed actually a seventeen song set, and now it's grown to be over nineteen thousand musicians. Are you guys working? on maybe something new to document that aspect of it? There's no a new p- documentary project on that, but uh, we keep on, you know, putting out new ideas to mm-hmm. continue the storytelling of this incredible project. And I want to add that uh, Rocking 1000, after that big concert in the stadium, uh, started to tour Europe and they perform in France, in Paris, and Frankfurt. And they had to stop this the last year due to the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, they, 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 will soon, they will soon, hopefully, uh, begin to, 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 to tour again and organize massive concert in stadium. Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's got to be a a sight to see for sure but i want to congratulate you on winning the the show or the film won the southwest by southwest uh, or the south by southwest audience award for 2020 spotlight um yeah because it was again supposed to debut last year um so congrats on that and we look forward to you know the the new ideas coming but before we go i know things are starting to at least in the states here, getting back to normal. I, you know, a lot of um, a lot of artists are still postponing for Europe. How are things over there? Are you guys starting to finally get get things back in order? Not yet, unfortunately. Italy, France, especially, we are still in lockdown, which means 
we are locked in our house, we cannot go out. So, I mean, it's, it's becoming to be a little bit stressful because people want to get back to normal life. And, uh, but well, uh, we started the vaccination. They're going slow uh, compared to US. I, I read that you're going pretty fast. Yeah. So maybe that's why you are getting back to normality. You know, you, you already have the feeling of that normality is, is coming back while here in Europe, it's, it's, not, it's not the same. I, I think, I'm not sure, but we will be able to attend concert the next year. Yeah. Maybe, you know, the last two or three months of this year, maybe we could try to start something, but you know, we are postponing everything to 2022. Yeah, um, I, I was fearful that was going to happen everywhere. Um, but yeah, they, they have upped the, uh, the qualifications um, here. I'm in California, so we don't, most of us don't qualify till next week. But I think they're mm -hmm. at that point where they're administered like four million doses here. So things are starting to open wow. quicker and a little differently than what they had outlined. But yeah, a year on lockdown or more than a year at this point is that that's just it, it would drive anybody nuts. So hopefully you guys will get back to it and we'll be able to uh, get some of our shows over there to you as uh, as they had scheduled. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, more of your documentaries, you know, for the for the music side of things, especially here. But uh, if you haven't seen the film, you have to check out We Are a Thousand. Um, since it debuted at South by Southwest, what are the, um, where can fans uh, see it now? Can they uh, purchase it yet? Oh, actually, we had the occasion to premiere the film in Italy. So we had a lot of Italian fans, of course, that had the occasion to see the film at Roma Film Festival. Oh, okay. So um, we had the luck to go on cinema for just one day, but after that we locked down the, the country. So mm. cinema, shut, theater shut down. So, but well, so, and in the US we just premiered at South, South by. So just the people who had, um, who, want, who attended the festival had the occasion to see it. And we had a pretty good audience uh for for the days of uh, of the premiering but well we wait we are waiting for you know to 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 screen the the film in uh, in theaters we have a, a great distributor for for the u.s territory so you know finger crossed we we wait for the right time to go on screen Okay, so it's not quite available digitally yet, or available yeah. physically. But... Yeah, not not actually at the moment, but uh, I hope that it will be available soon. Yeah, because I I think every uh, every music documentary fan has to own this because it just tells <laughs> a really compelling story about how this this transcribes. So um, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. I know it's kind of getting late there, early here. So um, appreciate you again taking the time and uh, we look forward to um, seeing more as, uh, as it becomes available. Thank you, buddy, for the chat. Have a great day. 
right, thanks, you too. You know, Matt, I, I know you didn't get a chance to see that, but the film, it's really, it, it's really cool. And I'm all about uh, music documentaries. I, I love them, whether I'm a fan of that artist or that subject or not is irrelevant. There's just something about those. And there's, I mean, I wanted to see this one just because of how cool it is. You know, you put all these musicians together and then they really tell the story about how they came together to bring the Foo Fighters over there and it really worked out. Of course, they're, I've heard they're nice guys anyway and Dave Grohl I've heard is like the nicest guy in rock and um, it was really neat to see this. So hopefully they'll get the right distribution and be able to get this uh, on demand and you know, maybe even in physical formats at some point, but you heard her there, you know, she's, she's waiting to be able to screen it over there. And, uh, you know, they, um, she, she said that they've been on lockdown for over a year now. And uh, hopefully that's starting to lift is, you know, I guess we're grateful here in the US that we have um, science that's further made us move further along, um, you know, putting all the political BS aside, that's where we're at now, you know, many millions of shots have been distributed by this point and we're starting to get things back together. So I, I look forward to what uh, the rest of 2021 brings at this point. Including the return of concerts. This is really cool. Uh, we've, we've been chronicling this a little bit, but <clears throat> things are being announced. Eric yeah. Church just announced his tour the Gather Again tour. Haven't heard that Vegas for Garth has been postponed. So I'm hoping, you know, if all's if all clear is given by May, um, I'm going to be buying my plane ticket and going to Vegas yeah. for for the second time this year. I'm actually going in a couple of weeks as we're recording this, but um, I'm really, really excited to get us back to life. Well, you know, and that's that's extremely promising, you know, and these these tours or Eric starts in, uh, I believe, September wraps in like May of next year. But um, a lot of the summer tracks that were scheduled for Europe have been pushed back to 2022, while a lot of the North American tours have yet to decide what they're mm -hmm. going to do, or they are planning to restart uh, the touring here, at least later in the year. So there's still a lot of uh, stuff surrounding that. I, I know Kenny Chesney's pushed his back a complete year, um, just because some for some of them, you know, it's just too unnerving at this point to call it uh, a and, and make it make do on the fact that they're gonna set forth and tour and the, the way they want to do it. Obviously, is at full capacity. I mean, who doesn't? So I don't blame them. And you know, hopefully, we'll start to get back this summer and things won't change. I know here in California, as of this recording, June 15th is the date that uh, they're gonna fully reopen. So hopefully we'll get some indoor shows again. They get the signatures and all of a sudden he opens it. Oh wait, wrong show. Wrong um, show, wrong show. <laughs> that's right, the reason I'm dressed like a business casual Friday person is the political show I host. I just did an interview for that and then hopped on here with you, uh, but it's true. It, it really is unfortunate how politics has affected whether or not shows can go on, whether or not things are going to be open. And I just hope we never have to see anything like this ever again. Yeah, me too. I mean, last year was supposed to be the year of concerts. I mean, I, I had a slew of 
press stuff lined up. We had our own tickets that we had purchased separately for individual events. And of course the Garth and Vegas one. And, um, you know, hopefully this stuff will get to rekindle. Um, I know not many Vegas residencies have been announced at this point for this year. Um, so I guess we're, we're still, we still got a long ways to go before we're fully back as far as that goes, but it seems like every day more, more stuff's, um, being announced. Um, I, I know Guns N' Roses has pushed their European track back, Pearl Jam as well, but North America is still expected to be on track for later this year. And all that and more is at musicuniverse.com. And here's another amazing thing. Now this will probably change as the show gets confirmed and they shore up the date and whatever else. But I went uh, the other day and I just, I sort of blue skied to see if we could get closer tickets for Garth in Vegas, mm -hmm. and it is still sold out. According to Ticketmaster, by that fact, I don't know if this is true or not, nobody has gotten a refund and nobody is canceled. So all of those people who were supposed to be there mm -hmm. over a year ago at this point, um, or at the point that we will finally have it, um, they, they will, they will, um, they will still be going according to Ticketmaster. So, so well, I was trying to make sure. Yeah, that's great. go ahead. I said, that's great because um, that means uh, people are eager to get out there and see shows. And, you know, you and I have talked offline too. I, I think when everybody's back on the road, it's going to be extremely competitive more than ever because everybody was forced to sideline last year at some capacity at, at that point and um you know some obviously got a few shows in and some have got none in but i think when that happens it's going to be a free-for-all for tickets and you know you're, you're, they're going to be fewer i think uh to get than you're going to expect as far as uh, they're going to be harder to get is what i'm trying to say because yeah. everybody's going to want to see their favorite artists and uh you know the stimulus checks might be saved for concert <laughs> what do you get out of my brain how do you know i'm doing that no i'm kidding uh well to be continued we will keep chronicling this and keep talking about this but for now what a fascinating interview we are the we are the thousand fantastic chat fantastic uh, documentary so it sounds like can't wait till that gets uh, widely distributed so we'll keep you posted the music universe podcast i'm matt and um, buddy, thanks for listening or watching. If you're on social media, keep checking out themusicuniverse.com for more and uh, like us, find us on socials at The Music Uni. Take care. Uh -huh.